0: listening to The Scope, Phelps Health Podcast Episode 5. Today we're talking COVID-19 and antibody testing. Let's get started. Hi everybody, I'm your host Paige Heitman. The Scope Podcast is produced on a regular basis and can be found by visiting phelpshealth.org. Come back often and feel free to add the podcast to your SoundCloud stream or subscribe to our YouTube channel. You can also follow Phelps Health on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and LinkedIn. All links are in the show notes. Now, let's get started. Today, our guest is Rochelle Gorel, Division Chief of Primary Care for Phelps Health Medical Group. Dr. Gorel, go ahead and tell us a little bit about yourself before we get started.
1: So, I've been in the community, particularly in St. James, Mm -hmm. uh, since 2001. Um, I started here as a medical student, Uh, met my husband, went off and did residency, and came Mm -hmm. back and joined Dr. Hugh Schutz in the the practice. Um, So, I'm a family practice doc, Um, and then we joined the hospital group in 2013, And since that time, I've gained an administrative job as Mm -hmm. the division chief of primary care. So I'm over pediatrics, internal medicine, family medicine, and the senior care division. So clinical and administrative now.
0: Fantastic. And if you want to know more about Dr. Grell's family, you can listen to our last podcast where we talk about telehealth visits. So today we're gonna go ahead and dive right in. We're talking about a really cool topic, antibody testing. Mm -hmm. And I know the jury is still out on this, but we've been hearing a lot of buzz about antibody or serology testing. And today we're gonna discuss that in a little bit more detail. So can you tell us what an antibody test is and what it even looks for?
1: So antibody testing is looking for our immune response Mm -hmm. to, in in this particular case with the COVID, the SARS-CoV-2 virus. And so um, particularly there's two antibodies that we Mm -hmm. usually see. One is called IgM. It comes up quick after exposure. And another one's called IgG that comes up later after you've been exposed, maybe several weeks later. So again, it's telling us how well our body is responding to the virus.
0: If somebody gets this test, can they get it done too soon?
1: Yes. So actually in particular with the, the COVID case, is that if you're exposed we'll call that day zero Mm -hmm. it can take up to five days before you actually have symptoms and that a lot of times even is the time frame that it may take for you to start showing antibodies so yes there can be a falsely negative test Mm -hmm. at the beginning if you're tested too soon
0: so would somebody know to get retested or how does that work So we either have to
1: go by symptoms or Mm -hmm. say you thought you were exposed and later you found out for sure you had been around somebody positive that you may want to do another test later. So it's definitely a lot to be learned in the process Mm -hmm. of figuring out timing.
0: So let's assume a test does come back positive. Does this mean that I'm immune to COVID-19?
1: Not necessarily. (laughs) So one thing about us starting the serology testing and Mm -hmm. doing more antibody testing on lots of people will give us that information to Mm -hmm. know what it means. And so then we can know later, unfortunately we don't know Mm -hmm. now, if, if you do show positivity to the IgG antibody, does that show that you're immune? Does that keep you from not getting it later? How long does that immunity last? There's a lot of questions that we need to get answered yet.
0: And how do you know if a test is good or reliable? Can I go to just anybody and get this test? So one
1: thing that's interesting in the case with the coronavirus and the SARS-CoV-2 is that because everything has happened so quickly, Mm -hmm. the FDA has put out an emergency use authorization for testing. So normally places like Abbott and other companies that come up with the, the testing has to do so many tests do it on so many patients so that we know its accuracy. Okay. Because this has come out in an emergency state, Mm -hmm. we haven't had a lot of that validation. So we have to interpret the results quite carefully Mm -hmm. and the more information we get, the better we'll find out if the results are and the accuracy of the test.
0: So who should interpret and read the test then? Because it sounds like it's kind of a hard thing and difficult thing to do.
1: So it really is gonna take your physician Mm -hmm. to look at the test and really um, not only look at the information that comes from the lab but also know your symptoms and kind of put it all together Um, because we really can't diagnose COVID from Mm -hmm. antibody testing that's really best from the nasal swab that tells us if you have an acute infection so it can just tell us if you may have been exposed in the past you mentioned about false negative testing yeah there can also be false positives too so if you hit that get that positive IgG antibody Mm -hmm. later it actually May not be specific to the SARS CoV 2 virus that causes COVID 19. It could actually be a coronavirus that you were exposed to in the past at some time. So that's where you talk about sensitivity and specificity Mm -hmm. and how accurate our results are. We still haven't proven how good it is.
0: Mm -hmm. So that's where we say the jury is still out on it. Definitely, (laughs) yes. So, how does performing these different serology tests, how's it going to help our community?
1: So it's going to give us an idea of how much coronavirus we may have had, even though Mm. Phelps County has only had two positive cases that were proven, as well as two probable cases where they knew these people were exposed to positive cases but didn't have testing. It could really let us know how much has really been in our community. Um, It's hard for us to know that since we have only gotten a couple positives. Mm
0: And this brings me to my next question which i think is really interesting is the topic of herd immunity so if enough people in our area were to wind up having these antibodies could we develop herd immunity or would we still need a vaccine
1: so possibly herd immunity is where enough people have been exposed to a virus or Mm. had the vaccine to get their antibodies up to actually protect the rest of the community. Mm -hmm. And usually that number is at least 60% of your community needs to have the the right amount of antibodies in their system to then protect the rest of the 40% that did not either get exposed or didn't Mm -hmm. have a vaccination done. So we have to hit that number to know that it's actually covering our community and protecting us. So if we were able to do enough serology testing and see, and we find out that that antibody level is protective, and then we possibly could know that we have enough protection in the community and have herd immunity. Which would be really nice, because mm-hmm. then it
0: might help ease restrictions, and I'm just dreaming saying this, yes. but it would be nice to go back to shopping and TJ Maxx and yeah. normalcy, That's whatever right. normal looks like. That's
1: right, yeah, <laughs> whatever that will be in
0: the future. Yes, <laughs> hmm So what's, again, the utility in having these tests done? Is it so that we know that we're safe, that we're moving forward, because could it come back in the fall?
1: So the coronavirus and COVID still could come back Mm -hmm. in the fall. And and one thing to be cautious about, unfortunately it could come back at the same time that we have flu Mm -hmm. come back again too. So the fall could be pretty tricky for us. So the serology testing doing that now can be helpful to know the protection that's out there. Plus give us more information that we're just looking for Mm -hmm. from a science uh, point of view. Um, We just don't know what that immunity looks like, what our testing is going to really interpret to. So we just need that further information and data to collect.
0: And could COVID come back in different strands? Is it already mutating into into different strands?
1: They've talked about a couple so far, Mm -hmm. kind of a a Chinese version and a European version. Mm -hmm. But the unfortunate thing is, yes, the virus could mutate further. And so it could look different in the fall come that time. So kind of scary to think
0: about. Yeah, it is. Well, it makes me think about the flu, too, because we have like influenza A and influenza B. So is it similar in that nature, how it mutates, or is there any difference there?
1: Um, There can be some similarities. It's the actual strains, like influenza A has certain Uh strains and influenza B has certain strains. And they always change a lot of times from year to year Mm -hmm. when they discover a new one. So, yeah, coronavirus, it's, a, it's its own group, and mm-hmm. it can have little differences that make it different from SARS-CoV-2 that yeah. we're having now versus the, the MERS and the SARS of the past. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, they can mutate and have little changes to make them different. And then also, unfortunately, symptoms they cause or the mortality can change as well.
0: Wow. Well, that's really interesting, and hopefully by the time fall comes, we have a, a better grasp on what this looks like for our community.
1: Yes. I'm hoping.
0: <laughs> <laughs> and another question I think we're probably going to get asked with the antibody testing because we have one here at Phelps Health, correct? We're in the process. Yes, yes. <laughs> it's in the works. Right. Will p- testing be made um, public or is it going to happen internally first? And what's the reason for that?
1: So, um, one of the frustrations has been with mm-hmm. getting the serology testing is one, they had to come up with the test. The second thing, as you've probably heard on the news, is that supply chain. When people have talked yeah, it's about working. supply chain, so we have an analyzer at Phelps mm. Health and they've been waiting for the reagent and the other testing supplies to be able to put it all together so that we can do the testing. And so we're hoping within the week that we'll have it all put together, have it validated and installed and everything ready to go, that we could start doing testing. The goal for Phelps Health is to test a lot of employees first that Mm -hmm. have probably been exposed, whether that's in our respiratory shed, our emergency room, our Mm -hmm. hospital employees, to see if they, and even our first responders, to see if they have been exposed already, and then continue to spread it out to the community. And it is a blood draw, so you do have to have blood uh, drawn to have the test done. But once it's in-house in Phelps Health itself, in our lab, we'll be able to do a turnaround within 24 to 48 hours.
0: Could you talk a little bit to why it's important that we test first responders? What's the reason for that?
1: So you've probably heard of a lot of talk in the news about our asymptomatic carriers Mm -hmm. too. Um, If we know that first responders who have possibly been out there and been exposed have developed antibodies, and we know it's that later antibody called IgG, we know that they're probably not acutely infectious to anyone else. So we don't Mm -hmm. want them necessarily spreading it. The other thing is if we would get in a situation where, you know, our employees are getting sick, if we know there's employees that have already had it and are immune, they could work in those situations with our COVID patients. So it's important to know who's been exposed, you know, make sure no one's able to spread it to others and Mm -hmm. and keep our first responders going.
0: Yeah. I think a lot of times too with first responders, we don't realize that, a lot of times they're going into situations where they may be facing exposure and they don't realize it mm-hmm. and they're never going to realize it. Right, yeah.
1: And it's been difficult for everyone on the front lines and all the healthcare workers because coronavirus has had so many different symptoms. It's not mm-hmm. just the body aches, the fever, and the cough. I mean, there's been GI symptoms and muscle soreness and other symptoms that might look like allergies or just you know, mm-hmm. strained your back and then they find out they get sick later. So it's been very difficult on weeding those patients out from others.
0: Could you talk a little bit more to that? Because I know you specifically have also been on the front lines. You've been um, part of the core team that's been working the the screening triage for Phelps Health. Mm -hmm. What has that experience been like for you?
1: It's been pretty interesting. Um, One for that is, you Mm -hmm. know, the patients coming in and and who we've been uh, testing and Mm -hmm. checking. Um, They've been from all over, and that was kind of interesting in the beginning, too, as um, everyone got scared when Mm -hmm. coronavirus first started, and where do you get our patients looked at and taken care of without getting people exposed in clinics and things like that? So we saw patients all the way from Viburnum and, you know, Waynesville, St. Roberts, everywhere, you know, because we had that facility where we could actually check them out and get mm-hmm. them tested if needed and, and, and take care of them. Since yeah. we were seeing them mm-hmm. there, we could then send them out with a prescription. So it's been pretty interesting and, and very worthwhile too to know that we could help them and also lower our risk of exposure to others. So I, I think we've done a really good job with it. It's been frustrating too with you know the supply chain and not yes. always having all the tests mm-hmm. and some of the restrictions that the state put on us about who we could test. So I know the community has been frustrated with that too, but. We have lots of tests now. We can take care of you and get you checked
0: out. Yeah, we're moving forward. We're getting antibody tests. So Mm -hmm. I know Felt Health has done a really great job and I've been really impressed with the whole team at the screening station. Um, So we're kind of nearing the end of our show, but I want to give you an opportunity again to share any final thoughts that you have regarding COVID-19.
1: So still be diligent. I would encourage everybody to still be cautious, you know, do good hand sanitizing, wear your mask when you're out. It it does look like we're getting better, but we don't want to, you know, lose our focus and get caught with the coronavirus coming back into our community. So still be vigilant and stay safe. Thanks for
0: listening to The Scope. I'm your host, Paige Heitman. If you liked our show and want to know more, please visit PhelpsHealth.org. Thanks so much.